Hi, this is Patty Scalzo, and I invite you to join us for this edition of Shi'ar Jeshub, brought to you by the Church of Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut. Today, my husband, Pastor Greg Scalzo, will be concluding a sermon in the Heavenly Authority series on David and Goliath. We are in 1 Samuel chapter 17, and when we left off last time, Pastor was reading from verse 49. So let's rejoin Pastor Greg. Then David put his hand in the bag, he took out a stone, the first stone, Remember, he has five of them, the first one. And he slung it, struck the Philistine in his forehead, so that the stone sank into his forehead, and he fell on his face to the earth. So David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone, and struck the Philistine and killed him. But there was no sword in the hand of David. Quick, bam. Now we've gone through how many verses here in chapter 17? with Goliath taunting day after day. Verse 48, David hurries and runs out towards him. Verse 49, grabs the stone, puts it in a sling, swirls it, throws it, hits Goliath in the head, and that's it, he's dead. Quiet. Finally quiet, he's shut up, he's dead. Can you imagine the hush, the gulp that goes over the Philistine camp? That fast. You know, they're waiting for a big struggle. You know, maybe Goliath stretches it out, torments him a little, pulls his arms apart or whatever. And before they're even close, David quickly dispatches and kills Goliath. Like a bullet. Notice the cunning. His way, not Goliath's way. But, you know, remember we talked about the slingshots, how hard they are to aim, oh, to aim that thing. You know, very difficult. It takes a lot of practice. Certainly David had practice. But more than that, it takes the anointing of God. The spirit-amplified aim, that propelled aim by the Holy Spirit. The first one doesn't need the other four. And the stone sank into his forehead, it says. Went in like a bullet. That's how powerful the push when you yield to the Holy Spirit and you're a vessel, the power that could be behind you to push and destroy the demonic spirits that are against us. How quick things that have tormented us for decade after decade, how quick by the power of the Holy Spirit. Someone could say it's a one in a million shot, but with God's aim and power behind David, David expected it. One little smooth stone takes down towering Goliath and the Philistine camp is quieted. Not only that, they're fearful. Verse 50, so David prevailed against him. He has no sword. Verse 51, therefore David ran and stood over the Philistines and took his sword, drew it out of his sheath and killed him and cut off his head with it. And when the Philistines saw that their champion was dead, they fled. Now the fear comes upon them, and they run. He doesn't have his own sword, David. He tells him he's going to cut his head off. You're coming to me with sticks and that sling. David took his own sword and used it against him, and they fled. Verse 52, 
Now the men of Israel and Judah arose and shouted. Now they're pumped. Hey, 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 let's go get them. We're pumped up now, guys. Goliath's gone. Hey, we can do this. And pursue the Philistines as far as the entrance of the valley and to the gates of Ekron. That valley of, of Elah runs from the Philistine area down into the lowlands of Judah. Remember, they're in the area between Salco and Azekah. We read about that in the lowlands that are west of Bethlehem. And remember these Philistine cities, we studied them back. Ekron was the northernmost of the five chief cities. And you have Gath down below. Well, they start to pursue them west down the valley. And then they kind of split off. The, the Philistines go north to Ekron and south to Gath. And they're just pushing against them. It says, to the gates of Ekron and the wounded. And the wounded of the Philistines fell along the road to Shearim even as far as Gath and Ekron. They moved them right back to their cities. Shearim also is a city in the lowlands of Judah. And all the wounded of the Philistines are falling as they're running back home. Verse 53, Then the children of Israel returned from chasing the Philistines, and they plundered their tents. They take all the booty that they had left behind. And David took the head of the Philistines and brought it to Jerusalem, but he put his armor in his tent. So he takes all of Goliath's armor and he takes it into his tent. Later on, Goliath's sword will wind up in the house of the high priest, Ahimelech. Probably David gave it to them. And when David is fleeing from Saul, he has no weapon. Ahimelech doesn't know that he's fleeing from Saul. So when he asks for a weapon, he says, well, Goliath is here. And David says, there's none like it. It's so great. And David takes that sword back. So the armor he grabs and the head he brings to Jerusalem ultimately. And then we have a little aside here before he actually goes to Jerusalem with the head. We read in verse 55, when Saul saw David going out against the Philistine, he said to Abner, remember he's impressed by David, that David has such great faith and he lets him go. He says to Abner, his commander, the commander of the army, Abner, whose son is this youth? And Abner said, As your soul lives, O king, I do not know. So the king said, Inquire whose son this young man is. Then as David returned from the slaughter of the Philistine, Abner took him and brought him before Saul with the head of the Philistine in his hand. He's still holding that head. Goliath's head is being dragged all over the place by David. He looks like a man of war now, right? And Saul said to him, Whose son are you, young man? So David answered, I am the son of your servant Jesse, the Bethlehemite. Now, when you look back in verse 15, it says, But David occasionally went and returned from Saul to feed his father's sheep at Bethlehem. So that tells us that this is chronologically correct. So sometimes the Bible, it will give you something that happened before, after happens sometimes the way in Matthew. He'll, he's running accounts together and he'll go back and forward in, in the chronology and you've got to compare it to the other Gospels. But this is chronologically after when David is brought into Saul's palace to soothe him. Because it tells us back in verse 15 when the father sends David out that David was there because sometimes he was allowed to return from Saul to Bethlehem to help his father. Now, after this point, we'll see later on that David is permanently in the court 
of Saul. It's starting in chapter 18, and he makes friends with Jonathan. But the question, obviously, you ask yourself, well, if he played the harp and soothed Saul, why is Saul saying, who is this young man? Doesn't he recognize the guy that's been playing the harp and driving away the spirit? Obviously, part of the answer lies the fact that Saul's brain is going. Saul is so taunted by the spirit that's on him, this distressing, unclean, evil spirit, that he's losing a sense of reality. That's part of the answer. But I think part of the answer also is that David appears as a different guy to him. You know, he's seen peaceful, gentle, singing David. You know, and that's sometimes what the world sees of Christians, you know. They, they see us with our hands up and we're singing our little Christian music and our gospel music. It's something disdain from the world's point of view because there's no power there. And the world loves, obviously, power. And he's seen a different David. And certainly David was a psalmist and David will be a psalmist to the very end. He has the gentle, loving heart that God can touch, and he can feel the things of God so much that some of the greatest messianic prophecies are in the Psalms. What was missed by other prophets, David saw clearly. So that gentle, sensitive, spirit-anointed, soothing young man is still there. But they're all surprised. This looks like a different guy. Who is this guy? He's running around holding Goliath's head. Maybe in discussion of heavenly authority, all believers have authority because we all come in the name of the Lord. We should understand that there are multifacets that God calls to our personality. And yes, we are the gentle harpists. We are as peaceful as doves. But you know, David takes that head and he puts it in Jerusalem. That's prophetic. It's not even the city of David yet, and he puts it in Jerusalem because he knows by the Spirit that that's where the battle's going to be won and the real Goliath head of Satan will be chopped off by the cross of Jesus and the battle will be won and the glory will be given onto the Father and Jesus will be given all authority, the Son of David, in heaven and on earth. And the victory will be won by the Son of David. And what looks like a defeat, and it looks like weakness, is the power of God to chop off the head of Satan. And he crushes the head of the serpent under the feet of Messiah. And the church is the body of Messiah. So, come and sit at my right hand, the Father says to the Son, until I make your enemies your footstool. And under the church, every time a sinner is saved, every time we don't look at the Goliaths, but we press forward in faith, another enemy, another serpent, another demon is being crushed under the feet of Jesus Christ, under his body, the church. And it's like David running around, holding up that Goliath's head, plunking it down in Jerusalem. He probably plunked it down right at Calvary and said, right here, the victory will be won. It's another side of David, but it's an important side because we're called to be men of peace and we're called to be strong young men of valor. And when these things come against us, young, old, male, female, no matter what we are, we have to think about David and understand 
that in the heavenly realms, if we know the name we come in, we look like a different man to those demons and evil spirits. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord, for this wonderful account, this account of faith and great hope and a great calling. Lord God, bind the enemy. And we know, Lord, when we preach like this, the demons don't like it. And they come against us, Father, but you are greater. Lord God, let it be proclaimed on the earth and in the heavens that there is a God in Israel and that you deliver your people. Heavenly Father, for every demon that the enemy sends against us, give us a legion of angels, Lord, as a shield bearer before us. Surround us and shield us and protect us by the blood of Jesus. And Father, help us to trust you and to put aside worry and to run and quickly go into the battle, understanding the battle is yours. In Jesus' name, amen. We know it is terribly difficult to find the time to write in today's fast-paced world. But if you could find the time to drop us a postcard, your words of encouragement would be a real blessing. Our address is Sheer Jashub Christian Tabernacle, Post Office Box 518, Branford, Connecticut, 06405. And as always, we welcome you to join us at our church service. Shear Jashub Christian Tabernacle meets every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. in the upper room of the Madison Memorial Hall on Meeting House Lane in Madison, Connecticut. May the Lord's presence overflow in your life as you serve Him.